Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Today on KWTX at 4, a fashion show for a cause. High school juniors and seniors come together this weekend for the Once Upon a Prom Scholarship Fundraiser. And a local health expert shares how you can celebrate the Super Bowl this weekend in a heart-healthy way. Plus, elementary school students in Kansas City prepare for the big game by channeling their inner football players as they enjoy Chiefs Spirit Week. Those stories and more coming up. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. I'm Lauren Westbrook along with my friend, First Alert meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. We begin today honoring the late Toby Keith, who died at the age of 62 after a battle with stomach cancer. Now, according to a statement, Camille, on his website, Keith passed peacefully last night, surrounded by family. He released his debut album in 1993. He is known for hits like Red Solo Cup and I Want to Talk About Me. Those songs define my childhood, if you can believe it. And um, he was also known as a huge supporter of the military, going on 11 USO tours to visit and play for troops serving both overseas uh, and in Iraq and Afghanistan, among others. Toby Keith was influential to many artists, including Taylor Swift, who signed his label, record label just at 15 years old. You're in the room with him and you can feel it. There's a power there and you're just like, oh my God. So I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't see him and be like, oh my God, that's Toby Keith. Oh my gosh, I went to the University of Oklahoma. He's a fixture. It, the way that Matthew McConaughey is on the sidelines of UT games, mm -hmm. that's Toby Keith yeah. on the sidelines of, at OU. And uh, he has so much appreciation. I think the flags have been lowered in the state of Oklahoma. Lawmakers decided that was the right choice. So yeah. uh, I think a lot of people have appreciation for him and are mourning his loss today. Yes, and they, you know, I'm so glad we get to continue to just listen to his music to honor him. Um, he's got a lot of good hit out, hits out there that I know are playing on radios, on phones, on, on everything today in, in memory of him. Definitely. All right, well, we'll get into our daily four now. And we'll have more on Toby Keith's loss in our later shows. We have some important interviews with people who knew him closely. Medicare has started its first ever negotiations with drug makers over the cost of 10 expensive medications. Drug companies argue the negotiations could chill their research and development, leading to fewer new medications coming to the market. And the negotiations come as Senator Bernie Sanders is once again taking the pharmaceutical industry to task. He issued a report today highlighting the cost of three blockbuster drugs that are far pricier in the U.S. than in other countries. Among them, the annual list price of a blood thinner that reduces the risk of stroke is $7,100 in the U.S., but it's under 1000 in Japan, if you can believe that. Also in Canada, Germany, and the U.K. In France, it's just $650. 
That's troubling. So it we'll is. see. You what know, do you think, Camille? I think we've talked about this topic before where it's just so hard to get around some of those numbers when it's not the cost. I know there's, you know, capitalism and things like that, but when it comes to medicine, it's hard to see those numbers that being so inflated when it's something that could help people with their health and, and save lives. I think that's really hard to see and and especially when you consider other countries, it's not quite so expensive. They have access to these things that maybe we don't get here at home. So that's kind of hard, that hard balance of, you know, why can't we get it for that lower cost as well? Yeah, the numbers don't lie when you look at how effective it is elsewhere and what the cost is. Right. Yes. Well, and I know Mark Cuban, you know, he kind of has taken on the pharmaceutical industry as well, you know, where he kind of tried to talk about like, yeah, let's just talk closer to these, what the cost is, let's make these margins a little bit better. So I think that's, hopefully we'll see more people kind of taking on, you know, these big pharmaceutical companies. Don't come at me, but I just feel I like, well, yeah. That, Mark Cuban's a guy, you just mentioned him. He's yeah. a guy who's trying to make a buck and he right. doesn't lie about it. So if he comes forward talking about that issue, then Right. something. Yeah. 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 We just want to stay healthy and, and those we want to have those resources available if we can. Yes. And on to number two in our daily four. This is something I know that you would be studying, obviously, Camille. Oh, and yeah. Degrees of science. It's super interesting to me coming from Louisiana. This one is really cool. Like you said, Lauren, this is all about hurricanes and the possibility of uh, kind of redefining the structure of how we rate them. Uh, we see here that category six on the Saffir Simpson scale, which is how we measure the intensity of hurricanes. Uh, right now, they only go up to a category five storm. But in recent years, uh, we've seen some of those storms that have rolled through kind of borderline that category five status there um, when you get up to that 175 mile per hour range or higher that's the those are those monster storms we can see anything up to 192 miles per hour and that would be then considered uh, something that would go to category six according to the study there were five tropical cyclones worldwide that exceeded the hypothetical category six threshold between 1980 and 2021 so you know you talk about rating these storms and you say, okay, yeah, this is a category five storm. Well, when you're on the lower end of the spectrum and you get to the higher end of the spectrum, those are two vastly different things on the damage and just the storm surge and things like that. So, you know, I think getting, when we get to those higher thresholds, yeah, why don't we go ahead and since it's already happening, say category six and, and kind of define that a little bit better. I agree, and I feel like we went through that with tornado rankings right? Um, years ago, you know. Right, we had the Fujita scale, and then we have the mm -hmm. enhanced Fujita scale. So, you know, I think it's good to kind of look at those trends and say, okay, what we've measured them in the past, is that still consistent? And it does make, you know, when you have the data to go back on, you're like, okay, yeah, that was a category whatever storm on this old scale. How does that measure up on the new scale? So it does make it hard to kind of compare to past storms, but I think moving forward, it'll be better for the data and for people to kind of prepare, you know, because when you hear, okay, maybe category one hurricane versus category four hurricane, your preparations are gonna be a little bit different. So to take a category five storm, which you already do take very seriously, but to know it could be a category six storm, how much more would you prep? How much more would you evacuate? All about saving lives. Yes. I could talk on that topic for days, I feel like. I know, you're so <laughs> passionate and you should be. It, it, it could save lives. So wonderful. On to our next topic in our daily four. 
I'm a huge Office fan. I don't know if you ever watched The Office, Camille, but yes. John, John Krasinski <laughs> is mining gold from his days on that show to promote his new film. And the preview for the movie, If, Ryan Reynolds appears with Randall Park, who pretends to be Krasinski. Hey there, I'm Ryan Reynolds, star of the upcoming film, If. And oh, if you've sorry. ever... Uh, and I'm John Krasinski, the director and star of the upcoming film, If. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, what are you doing? I'm talking about our movie. You're not, you're not John Krasinski. You're Randall Park. John Krasinski is much shorter and less Asian than you are. Uh, Ryan, I know it's been a while since we shot, but we spent like four months together, like 10 hour days. 10 hours, the real John Krasinski knows that I only work four hours a day. Did you okay, just break I, the fourth I, wall? I was trying to what protect was that? you, Ryan. Who are you married to? Emily Blunt. Well, you just look that up on, on, on Wikipedia. Where were you born? Boston. Wikipedia. Did you not see the behind the scenes video? Okay, you know what? The sneak peek can wait until Sunday. So Ryan and everyone, please enjoy our behind the scenes video of me, John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds. But you're not John Krasinski. <laughs> the teaser revisits the old joke with Park once again declaring he is Krasinski. The movie is about a little girl going through a hard time who begins to see everyone's imaginary friends come to life. Krasinski's former The Office co-star Steve Carell voices one of the friends and If is set to release in May. That actor, I, I listen to the Office Ladies podcast, by the way. I know, you do. And I love yeah, it. Yeah, you like that one. You listen to that like every week, right? Oh, yeah. They yeah. just <laughs> recently revisited his character who was talking to Ryan Reynolds, and it was really <laughs> funny. So I love that that just came out. It's awesome. And it's like fun, kind of comical um, media, right, to promote the movie yes. that already seems lighthearted. So I think that's kind of a fun, creative way to talk about the movie. Yeah, I also love that kids have revisited the office through Netflix and other sure. streaming. I mean, it's crazy to me that they get it and it's an older show. So it's and, really fun. Yeah. And it's so, you know, I know it started in the UK and we had our own version. Mm -hmm. Have you ever watched the UK version? I haven't. So I'm a bad office fan that no. I haven't watched the original. <laughs> I've watched like segments of it, but no. Well, now um, that's your next task is yes. to go watch the, the original <laughs> office. <laughs> All right. And we just talked a little bit about pizza. We're going to continue that topic in number four in our daily four. It's always a good day when you can talk about pizza and Pizza Hut is serving up a sweet yet spicy way to end your relationship before Valentine's Day. Through February 14th, heartbreakers can send free hot and honey goodbye pies to their soon to be ex. The limited edition pie comes in a custom box with a broken heart and, to spot, and a spot to write their name on there. The deal is only available at locations in New York City, Chicago and Miami. Um, so we might have to travel to get this deal going. But if you're not out of luck and you live elsewhere, you can also ask Pizza Hut to send you a breakup text to your future ex with a gift card for a goodbye pie. So while you might ruin their Valentine's Day. At least they won't go hungry. That's a little bit of um, some tough love there. <laughs> uh, log on to goodbyepies.com for a chance to snag one of these heartbreak pies. These heartbreak trends seem to be a thing. We talked about the naming your cockroach yes. at the zoo in <laughs> yes. San Antonio after your ex and feeding it to one of the animals. So there's another one. <laughs> yes, these are very creative ways to break up or to, you know, remember your ex, I guess. <laughs> 
guess so. I don't know. Would you do it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I like the food one because that is at least kind of nice still. Yeah. But I don't know. What about you? I don't think I would make that dramatic of a break. Yeah. Yeah. It is like a, a stance, like, yeah. suck it to you a little bit. <laughs> but congrats to anyone who feels empowered by doing that. And I hope you feel empowered by our weather lately, but Camille's going to let us know if you're... You sh you're right in that situation. How I, are we doing? Okay, I'm not breaking up with this kind of weather, though. That's it's for been sure. Really this has been a Rogue Media Network production.